Andrew, music. What have you been listening to? Anything oh, new? Jump right to music. <sighs> Jumping in right to music. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's see. I can't. Wait. I don't know if I can open up. Let me get my recently added here, and I'll give you some stuff. What about you, boys? What's been uh, What's been listening? What's been in your ears the past couple weeks? This past week specifically, it's been a lot of G Unit, Fifty Cent. Dips. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on my early 2000s New York vibes this whole week. And then it kind of fit. Today's the 18th anniversary of Get Richard at Trent. So, mm-hmm. uh, shouts to 50. Oh, okay. Yeah. Little, uh, Lloyd Banks, Tony Yayo, 50 Cent. Mm. All that. Young Buck. All that. Uh, All that. Um, music wise, I haven't been even listening to much music. I'm still on me and battle rap. I've been just diving deep. Whenever I get my chance to listen to battle rap, I have. I randomly uh, downloaded uh, Shoulder Lean today. I, that I song. listened to that a few weeks ago. I, <laughs> that, when, when I was on my ATL kick a few weeks ago, had some drum. I was going to say, Shoulder Lean, because I listened to You Don't Know Me, and I was like, hmm. And I've also, actually, for music, I have been listening to Take Care. A lot of Take Care. As of late. <sighs> Shoulder Lean. T.I., baby. <laughs> I got, uh, so I got a couple, couple songs. Um, some of them new. Um, Bullshit by Young Rogue and Summer Walker. Mm. Okay. Uh, R&B Jam, pretty good, pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the new 88 Glam and 6 Buzz single, Urgent Messages. Feeling that. Um, so you're on some different vibes. All right, keep going, keep going. But listen to some Young Blue. Uh, Ghetto Lovebirds. It's a, it's a pretty good song. He has that single with Drake. Um, I think it's You're Still Mine. Yeah, You're Mine Still. Mm-hmm. Also a good song. Um, really like that. Some uh, deep dive I've been listening into um, is Kissland by The Weeknd, the mm-hmm. album. So, hey, man. I, uh, <laughs> that's that's Camden's Super, language. Super Bowl performer. Yes, it is. That's what's that up. First, yo, I can't wait because we get we to be up there talking all that drug yeah. talk at the Super Bowl and like no one's going to understand what the fuck he's talking about. So I'm hyped for that. <laughs> Reminds me of a song and reminder remix. I don't know oh, if you've okay. ever heard the reminder remix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky and, and who else is yeah. on it? Uh, Young Thug and ASAP Brock. Yeah. Um, he decided yeah, bought a new so. won a new award for a cage show. Talk about her face humming off a back blow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. The uh. So yeah, those couple singles and then the throwback has been just been really listening to Kissland like pretty much non-stop and I've decided it is my favorite uh, favorite of the weekend's albums mm. like by far like it doesn't miss by it doesn't far. miss by far it's it's See, I'm like, not not even close me with the weekend I like I like early weekend House of Balloons like trilogy nothing, nothing in That's top House of Balloons for me Kissland is Kissland is the perfect bridge because it's right be- right after trilogy and it's right before uh, Beauty Behind the Madness yep. before he goes pop so it's yep. the perfect bridge. I think it's. I think That's it's so a sweet fair. spot. Yeah, because trilogy, spot. for those who don't know, trilogy is like a combination of his first three mixtapes, which is House Balloons. Yeah, I think one's Thursday, and I don't know what the third one's called, but I think it. I know it's House Balloons and Thursday are the first two, but um, definitely go check those out if you're like gonna go discover the weekend and then jump into the albums. Because yeah, like Andrew said, it's like a bridge between pop. I don't even know what you call it. Like all R and B is like his first, like how he's open. I guess. Right? Yeah, so. he's, he starts off alternative R and B. Kissland is technically his first debut album. If yeah. you don't really count trilogy remastered yep. and put together, 
So which is also it's it's more our it's more traditional RB and soul, but it does have a lot of really cool um different beats, a lot of eighties vibe beats, um very poppy but in a very unique sound. And then I think he gets he gets more poppy and, and it kinda loses that that original sound, but he's such he a does. great artist, he evolves and his voice is just I mean, that man could sing about anything. And I'd listen. So. Sing a McDonald's menu. I heard someone describe that as about him. <laughs> but yeah, I, could. I actually got into it. Like after you mentioned that After Hours was a good album, I did a little deep dive on that a few weeks ago, and it's a pretty good album. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's got some good vibes on it. Camden, no child's my shit. Question yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. This one's gonna tug on your heart, so then anyone else can answer too. But it's Camden, better voice, The Weeknd or Frank Ocean? Oh. Better There's voice. a right answer. There's a right answer. Better voice. Better voice. The weekend or I think Frank's a better singer. I think Frank's a better singer as well. Personally. It's funny, they both started that like all R and B wave, I feel like. Yeah. I would go. Pioneers. Dude, I got an attachment to the weekend, man. I, I like the weekend. And I think his voice is so versatile and Mm -hmm. he's been able to range on so many different levels of music and been so popular for so long don't get me wrong i love frank but i I got i got the weekend over this one okay you andrew what's the right answer so you know i'm like the world's biggest frank fan and i still am and i still am probably a bigger fan of frank than the weekend i do think the weekend no jokes is like all biases removed mm-hmm. has the better just voice we're just talking yeah that's voice, what we're talking about just pipes just just voice. is better it's close it's it is close. close i think maybe the weekend the weekend may be more versatile i guess i just frank always knows how to find his pocket in his pocket he just obviously it's a one when he's in his pocket i think the weekend's a better artist i think I think Frank's ceiling's higher than The Weeknd, but I think The Weeknd's a better artist, probably. More. Oh, that one's tough. I think Frank's personally a better artist because he just does more of what I. But I think personally, for me, I, I think mean they Frank's both kind of do. Not, you you kind of like you I like the depressed vibes. Yeah. Oh, I. What's y'all? <laughs> I each one of you here. What's your favorite Weekend song? Because I can kind of judge people. Like, if you had to pick one Weekend song, what is it? Mine is probably Adaptation on Kiss Land. All right. Camden, what about you? Mine would be... I would have to say that my favorite one is definitely... I'm going Trilogy album, and I am saying that it's close for me. Because I I loved the Wicked Games when I was a kid. I loved that song. It's so mm-hmm. good. But I, I also this one's also not very popular for other people too. But I love Twenty Eight. I think Twenty Eight's my favorite 28? one. That's a random. Twenty Eight's my favorite love. one. I know I know it is, but I love Twenty Eight so much. It's funny because Andrew took like. 15 seconds to answer Camden's song. I'll like two minutes to answer that. Yeah. Kim, what about your favorite weekend song? What would you pick, Kyle? Me? I'll answer after Kim. All right, actually, yeah, I'll you go real quick. You answer first. Mine would probably be either Party in the After Party 
or live music? Both trilogy. Okay. Both yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mine's gonna be mine's a little bit more mainstream than yours, guys. Mine's live for. Is that with Kendrick? Also, no, also that's with Drake. Line. Okay. So that's so that's that's uh, all those songs are on either trilogy or Kissland. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. See, I think trilogy was the weekend's most pure, authentic, the weekend music in my yeah. mind. And that's why I love it. Mixtape, so, that's so all mixtape weekend. That's that's the best all weekend for sure. Weekend. And I think it's the best, best stuff out there. I agree. That's, that's kind of why I do like his last album because it's kind of a return to some of his early sounds, like that darker vibe. Mm. Mixed with that 80s, like that little techno pop shit that they got. So he's he's pretty versatile. Unfortunately, he's not going to be singing like any of the songs we want at yeah. the Super Bowl. But um, Frank, and, and yeah. now he's the Super Bowl performance. So yeah, it all, it all comes back. It all yeah. comes back to it. It does. Oh, uh, well, and he just released that highlights album. So I'm I'm anticipating that was in lieu of his upcoming Super Bowl performance that Most dropped definitely. on Friday. Yeah, and it had some hits. So I think he'll probably do. You know, was that like his greatest hits album, basically, more or less? Yeah, it, it basically is the greatest hits so far. Right. So he'll do this, you know, he'll do everything with Daft Punk, like from um, Starboy, because that's can't I think feel that's my his face. Most, that's his most probably. poppy album. Yeah, prob you know, probably that. He'll probably do like The Hills or something with like a big firework explosion <laughs> for yeah a minute of it. You know, that's yeah. What I'm anticipating. I wonder if he brings out anybody but, random because that's been a theme that they bring someone out like yeah before he's out of guess. So I'd be interested. He seems like someone who does solo, but I don't know who he. It'd be the perfect time for a Drake reunion. I'll say that. The OVOXO reunion. <laughs> Let him do crew love. <laughs> oh my god! I would cry. That'd be better than the game. We asked for uh, the weekend favorite Frank song. Everyone. Favorite Frank song. Favorite Frank song. <sighs> Still might be Novocaine for me. I was I was just about to say Novocaine. That's still um, a classic. It's it's so good, and this is a weird pick for my set. If I'm if you're gonna go Novocaine, I'm gonna try to do something else. But I'm gonna go close to you off of Blonde. Mm. It's like mm. a minute and fifteen Ooh. seconds, but it's that That's... it's that cover of Stevie Wonder covering the Carpenters. It's mm-hmm. so it's mm. it's so fire and. I've heard that there's a there's a three plus minute version of it out there somewhere in the Frank Ocean really? that we'll never hear, <laughs> but I would pay a million dollars to hear it because I love that song. Oh, you also, um, Andrew, a uh, little side note: you did sing a uh, Bad Religion for your solo. I remember that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you did do Bad did. Religion for your solo. That's a. Um, and the reason I did it. That's a ballad. The pyramids was too long. Yes. Uh, so three reasons basically. Pyramids was too long. It was 2015, so Blonde wasn't out yet. <laughs> yes. So we only ha- and uh, there were no instrumentals. There okay. was no instrumental for Nostalgia um, Ultra <laughs> songs for women. Yeah. yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Which is what oh, I would have. Yeah. Forgot about that. That's song. I would have done. It's fire. Forgot about that. Um. Song. Oh God. Oh, have actually That's one great. quick question before I give my answer. Have you guys either heard the Good for You the live version? I think if you haven't listened, um, oh no, not good for you. Sorry, good guy. The live version. No, I, I can't say that I have. It's on YouTube, and it's like a three-minute thirty-second one where he just goes off at the end of it, and it's absolutely gorgeous. But my favorite Frank song 
is either sweet life or self control. Oh my <sighs> god, mine, bro! Self control, bro! I can't handle self control. I love that song. At the end, maybe some of the most gorgeous music you can ever hear in your life. Oh my! Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the end on repeat for me is just where I want to be. Yes. Oh, just God. Where I Abs- be. Absolutely gorgeous. I would also throw for me the second half of Pyramids. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. It's yeah. the superior of the two, but it's for so sure. good that it's the whole song. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't have yeah, one without the other. The whole thing as an experience. You can't, like, you can't just do half of it. I love the second half. That beat switch? I can't listen to it without the first half. Thanks. Gotta be high to listen to Weekend Air, Frank. I've I've never experienced it high, so I'm, <laughs> but I enjoy it. I just do it. I'm in a dark cave. Of them to be experienced, <laughs> pretty much. What uh, what I need though is the uh, I've been waiting for the, for Frank Ocean for the full cover to come out of um, uh, what is it by SZA, by the Weekend by SZA. His Wait, he has a full he has a cover of that. Yes, and there's only like a 10 second clip of it out there. Yeah, he'd body that. That's exactly his style. And oh my god, it's like the 10 seconds still gives me goosebumps, oh, so I could only imagine hearing the full oh song. My god. It's out Yo, there. Ken's making sounds I've never heard him make over here. I am a huge Frank. Frank Ocean, the weekend scissor cover snippet. It's 15 seconds long, but it, I promise you, you'll. You'll you'll feel some type of way. Uh, so you have two of my favorite artists, and one of them's covering a an- oh god. Yo, Frank Ocean and The Weeknd collabing on a song. If they did that, that'd be like MJ and Prince, like that version of all R and B. That's what I think mm. of Frank and The Weeknd for mm. all R and B. Because they really, I don't want to say they started that wave because all R and B's been out for a while, but they really are like the pioneers yeah. in some way of it. They're they're Brought what the made mainstream. it. They're I was gonna say they're the what made it actually like a sound. And if I'm forgetting someone before that, someone call me out on it. But those are the first Give one me. I can really think of. What's who up? I want to say who is not necessarily alternative, but has a very similar sound, and his music lately has gone in that direction. Who is very underrated and deserves a lot of credit is the Dream. Yes. Oh, the dream. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Yes. A yes. Dream. Yes. The dream's a legend. The dream is one of the most underrated, most forgotten artists. Who Absolutely. is? He has to be like. He's know, written in, all your... in your top, in your top whatever. He's written a lot of pop gems. You know, he wrote "Umbrella" for Rihanna. Like he mm-hmm. wrote all He's kinds wrote a lot of, of classics. R and B and pop, like you said, yeah. Like, love the dream. Never gets the dreams. Credit. I was actually listening to this week, man. Love King, I love that song. Love King, love King yeah. <laughs> love Hate, Love Hate's probably my better, my favorite album out of like the Love series, and he's got a good. I would, I would agree. I would agree. Mm-hmm. He's got a few good projects. Like after his like mainstream like kind of fame, like 1977. That's a good project. Um, yeah, Terrence, the Terrence Nash 1977 album. Yeah. Um, Genesis. Then he's got like um, sex tapes out. Not like literal sex yeah. tapes, but like a sex tape mixtape series. <laughs> I also loved his that, uh, that he um he did like that I am Sam thing on like SoundCloud where he did a bunch of uh, Sam Cooke songs. It's dope if you've never heard that. that? One. Yeah, that's random as hell. I'm gonna have to listen to that. It, but it's dope. The dream did Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke. So that's he's singing like it's dope. Huh. I gotta listen Cupid. to that. Yeah, I'm gonna give that he a listen. He sings Cupid. He sings a bunch of Chain Gang. It's awesome. That sounds. Uh, that's random. 
the sex tapes one through three, it's the menage a trois. Tapes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Fire. There's there's a lot of fire on there. Ton of badger music on there, that's for sure. Oh, it's baby making bangers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, literally bangers. <laughs> what else we got? Well, I had a question for y'all about R&B. What is it? Miguel's kind of in that same vein too, like Miguel. I like I like Miguel. Where's he been? Where's he been though? I don't know. A lot of people on the quiet because of the. Mm-hmm. COVID, yeah. I believe, you know? But, uh, Andrew, this is what I want to ask you. Brent Fayez, you listen to him? I do. I was going to say, that's that fits your vibe right there. Cam, you that, might like uh, Brent Fayez, too. I got to check that guy out. That Dead Man Walking track is, is pretty dope. I probably, that's you know, I probably dude. recommend it to you, but, uh, Fuck the World, his EP from last year, definitely give that, like, all the way through a listen. Okay. I would agree, Camden. If you if you like any R and B, like he's he's dope. I'll definitely give him a check then. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he's kind of carrying that all R and B wave right now. I would say. Then there's like Daniel Caesar all there. too. I would say, in that category. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's this dude. I think I may have I may have shown Kean. I know this dude named Choker. Who? I only heard him. He's very he's not not big by any means. Um, he has a few albums out. Um, hasn't really released anything I don't think since 2019. But mm-hmm. very um, very old Frank Ocean vibes. Like <laughs> I okay. I thought I thought and I was not the only person when I when I found him um, that it I thought it was Frank. Like I thought it was really a pseudonym or something like that. Like. Um, you know, like he was just releasing some other shit. He just didn't want to put it under his name or something because he would yeah. do something like that. Because mm-hmm. um, he's so elusive. But that's yeah, how so that's how like they sound. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's Choker, and he's he's got some really good music. I'll uh, let me pull it up because I want to give a recommendation. Kim, I can picture you liking Giveon. Probably. I mean, there will probably be a point here in the next four months where I think music's cool again. And like, I've heard that like the last eight months. <laughs> but yeah, it's I, coming I, up I, on like a year. I'm telling you, I, I'm sorry. I've been so immersed in battle rap culture, it's not even funny. Like, I don't spend time listening to music. I'm really just watching battles, different things. I'm just immersed in battle rap culture. So much good music out there. There is. The, and uh, there's so many the good album. battles out there. <laughs> I recommend battle That's rap true. to That's anyone true. who likes Honey, hip-hop. Honey Bloom. Honey Bloom by Choker. Came out in 2018. I definitely recommend it as a listener. I'm going to listen. It's 47 minutes for the whole album, so it wouldn't take you like that long either. No. And my favorite song is Windbreaker. It's the fifth song. Hmm. Y'all would like Masego and Xavier Omar, the both of them. I feel like that's all your vibe. If you like all R&B, all three of you would like each of them. Getting some recommendations. I was going to say, this is the most quiet I've heard Canada. I like keep waiting for a reply from Canada, but I think he's like taking notes over there on all these He's artists. taking it I'm all taking in. Notes. He's taking it all in. Taking Y'all, notes. I, I want to get some banter here. I want to, like, what's everyone's thoughts on the NBA so far, starting with Camden? Oh, I was about to say Lamella Ball's the so GOAT, far. but... Just general, um, general thoughts. Lamella's as legit as I thought it would be. Yes, yeah. 200%. 200%. Yeah. It's been um, my favorite ball brother since 2017. Yeah, <laughs> I would say... <laughs> I would say that I'm surprised with how good some teams are doing. 
mm-hmm. uh, and that some of them would be like those, uh, like the Bulls. And I think that some people, the Bulls aren't great right now, mm-hmm. but like I think they have they are legit. And Zach Levine needs to be an All Star, man. He's legit. He's legit. Um, what do you guys say about this All Star game that might be happening? I would. I wouldn't play. I think it's a bad idea as much as I want yeah. to see it because I'm, I'm always that's been the thing. a big all-star fan. I think it would be like the best all-star game we ever had possibly just because it would literally be like a pickup game. But like you said, it's just not smart to do it at yeah, all. It would Send be, them all to a city. It would be great, but if you <laughs> imagine if one person gets COVID and all of them have to and sit out. All the all-stars and, get COVID. and speaking of, actually, this is another thing I wanted to bring up. One of the oddest things I've ever seen was Kevin Durant not being able to start the game, but then coming, being, but then being able to play because the guy was tested, but he didn't get like a result yet. But then they found out the result was positive and pulled him out of the game. It was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen out oh, of just a player in and out. It was and then so Katie weird. was going at the league on Twitter. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> And I feel like he's been through the protocol. He had corona back in the summer, and he's been through the mm-hmm. protocols like 10 times. Yeah. And I think he he, he, tests- wanted, he sat out for like 10 days because he was exposed to it earlier yeah. in the season, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I would say would be that why would – I don't think that's fair to the Nets at all. Like postpone the game if that's the case, you know? Postpone the they game if you're going to pull Kevin Durant. Or I would say let him play, yeah. But if you can't just pull a player in the middle of the game, especially not Kevin Durant. Well, I mean, also at in that the third quarter, at that point, he had already if he was already exposed at I one know. point, he's already exposed every single player on the court. So like, what's mm-hmm. the like, what's the difference at that point? So just if he's already done it and he's already played, just let him finish out the game, test everybody after the game, like you're gonna have to anyway, and then move on. Like I just yeah, yeah. So Cam, did your uh, your takeaway so far is Lamelo Ball, the truth. Go. Zach Levine, yeah. All Star. Andrew, yeah. on to you. What what are you seeing about this season? I right now, well, I see Jokic put up fifty. Fifty and twelve. He put up fifty. Just barely. Yeah. 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 Fred VanVleet put up fifty four. Just to cook yeah. throw out. Most of my yeah. have to play. Yeah. So yeah, really I, re- I uh I really like I really like Jokic. He's my MVP pick at the moment. Mm-hmm. Really? I'll say that. I'll say okay. I've been a little disappointed in Luca. And the uh, Mavs overall. Yeah, the Mavs yeah. overall have not and the Mavs great. overall are, are a mess right now. Although they're they're actually playing right now against the Warriors. That's yeah, we on, have we have on. it in the back. Um, I'm about to I'm about to throw it on as well. Um, I'm really happy with the Cavs. I mean, Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton and and the, back the Allen trade. Oh mm-hmm. my God, Darius like, Garland. And, and and Garland finally coming back, so we actually have sex land. Uh, <laughs> That's they're, true. They're a seventh seed. Like what? How? Like where did that come from? I, I was, uh, you know, I really like to move Drummond. Yes. I really like to move Kevin Love. Drummond's obviously more. It will be easier to move, and I think. I mean, people are saying like the Nets are looking at him, but I, how much money can they spend, bro? Like I don't even know. <laughs> oh, no. But. Uh, <laughs> but but so so far, I'd say I'd say I really like Jokic. I've really been really disappointed in the Mavs. Been really happy with the Cavs. Um, and then I'm just really excited and for for the rest of the season. My fantasy team has been balling out. I got Beal, Curry, Levine, Turner. Like 
I'm unstoppable. Okay. Uh, and then I and I, I, and I really don't I really don't see any um any way to stop the collision course that is Los Angeles Lakers and Brooklyn Nets in the finals. Mm. Interesting. Um I think the second half of that can be stopped in the Brooklyn Nets. God. I they just they can't play defense. The defense, yeah. They, they can't what, play what defense. To, uh, what was it to the Wizards? One forty nine in yeah. regulation. Yeah, and they, yeah, no, they Westbrook put up forty one ten and eight, did whatever he wants. The Utah Jazz have surprised me a little bit just because of like it makes sense because they're such a good, well balanced team and Quinn Snyder's a very good coach. It's just I was not expecting them to be eighteen and five at this point. Everything's well. They got the best record in the West right now. Yeah, in the league. They've been cooking. <laughs> they have been cooking. But uh, disappointed. Heavily disappointed in the Miami no heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're kind of they're that eight, They're 8-14. Like, and, and I mean, they can get in the playoffs still because... The, I mean, the set, they're three games back of the seventh seed or the sixth seed in the Knicks. So, like, they can and get there is in the, the play-in po- tournament. Don't forget about the tournament. That's true. Oh, That's yeah. Right. yeah they can, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They can sneak in there, too. So, they don't even have to be in the – they can be – what is it? A tenth seed can still play in that tournament? Yeah. I forget what it is specifically. But, so yeah, they it's don't, like seven through ten. Mm-hmm. And they could yeah, be the toughest eight so, seed possible. <laughs> yeah, Miami. I, mean, I wouldn't yeah, want to see them. knock out – Charlotte, whoever the hell is going to be there. I mean, maybe the Raptors are just squeaking in now. Yeah. Um, Charlotte, Hawks, New York, I don't think is going to remain in the playoff hunt. I don't either. Oh. Charlotte will because, again, the GOAT, but. He's so good. Oh, my God. Also, have Hayward on my fantasy team. So yeah, I, he, he's been cooking this year, ball. too. He's been, he's been cooking. I'm glad, I'm glad to see him healthy, although it was crazy when he, like, broke his thumb or whatever, like, the first game. Yeah. Yeah, but no, he's been playing well. He's been playing all star level. He's not he's not gonna make the team, I don't think, but he's been playing all star level. Definitely. No. My overall takeaway so far of the season is how poorly the bubble's aged. And what I mean by that mm. is like take a look at the first round, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. The leaps we thought, I think I don't know what Camden and Andrew, but I know like Keenan and myself. I think you, you and Trent both said you expected Jamal Murray to take a leap. I kind of felt the same way about Donovan Mitchell. I took him, I think, third in my fantasy team, expecting a big year. They really, neither of them have ascended. No. Um, Donovan Mitchell played well. The, I watched, because I was watching the end of the Hornets and Jazz game, and he played well. That Not that that's one yeah. game, but. He, and he's been playing well. He just hasn't risen. It's, yeah, he's no, still kind of. He's the, the same, same level. Same level. I mean, but, he's better uh, than so, Kyle Kuzma, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was one time at the beach. Uh, Jamal, in my mind, man, Jamal's a three, or they gotta move him. Just, I think he's hit his, he's hit his plateau. He's at the top of his game. It's like you're five, even you're six. <laughs> Which he might, with, but I, like still, he's not a bad. I don't know. They got to the conference finals. Think he's bad, I think he's, I think he's a three. He can't be the two option. I kind of feel the same. Team. But I also feel like you if know, they feel more depth around that, he kind of survives that number two. Because he kind of he does show up in playoff moments. He's not afraid to take yeah. that shot, make that shot. And yeah. but I Give it two the, years and I he will the be the idea. number three. Michael Porter Jr. will develop. and If he can still develop. That's that, yeah, that, that would that be, be their ideal situation. Yeah. 
there because the Nuggets are the Nuggets are going to be the Nuggets are tough, and I that that team's interested, and that team's really going to kind of come down, in my opinion, to Michael Porter Jr. If he can really ascend, then that team can get by teams, and if not, they'll probably be in the divisional, not divisional, second round of conference finals. Year in, mm-hmm. year out. They'll be around there. They just won't have enough firepower. In my personal opinion. Yes, yeah, want to point out points per game in a round. Donovan Mitchell's second all-time for a round. Mm-hmm. With 38. Jamal Murray falls somewhere down the list, like right at the top 10, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. They put up other worldly numbers in the bubble. TJ Warren averaged 39 let me repeat this. TJ <laughs> Warren averaged 39.6 yep. and 5 in the bubble on 66% shooting. He did whatever he wanted to. Suns went 8-0, and then uh, you know Dame went off. And I guess that's the only normal thing. But even Dame went off a little more than what He's, a normal human being would. Yeah, and <laughs> Dame's been... And so the, Pel- the Trailblazers have been a little worse than I thought they'd be this year. I thought they'd be a yeah. touch. I thought they'd be a touch I mean, higher. not playing a lot. Yeah, no. Yeah, McCollum's out with injury. Yeah, I, I thought they'd be a little higher at this point. I mean, they got so much more time, and they're fine. I think they're starting to play better now than mm-hmm. before. Like you said, they got off to a slow start, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're finding themselves kind of like the Celtics. Celtics were finding themselves with Tatum out. Blazers seem to be finding themselves with McCollum out. The Warriors are as well. The Warriors, because they start, they missed Draymond Green for the first four games, and they were. They couldn't play defense to save their life. Nope. But. And they're still not doing the greatest defensively, but no, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. They know what they're doing, and Steph Curry, after starting the year off slow, has been cooking the last Legit, couple weeks. Yeah. He's pretty much since his 62, he's been just doing what he wants to the league. I'm interested to see what moves they make, given that Clay's coming back next year, given that they're probably going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And oh, they're no. not. They're not a contender, but they did. Like we said, they had definitely scared team, and they still got Steph, they still got Draymond, still got Steve Kerr, all that. They, they got can, they got talent with it, especially with Ubre. Ubre put up forty. Yeah, Ubre going no. off. And Wiggins, like Wiggins, Wiggins can stay good. on this team with the way he's been playing because he's actually been playing yeah. defense and he's shooting forty percent from three. Thing is, he's he's yeah. Andrew Wiggins, so you never know when that seven point two rebound performance is coming. Yeah, no, I definitely. And Steph is on fire. But if he keeps And I'm yeah. loving every second of this right now. God. God, oh man, oh man. Oh, I would also say, though, a thing that I picked up from the NBA this year, too, is the 76ers. What is it? And my MVP right now is. Yoel? Yoel Embiid, yeah. Embiid's been on his way. Can I get out of this? Thank you. Sorry. What is that? <laughs> I accidentally clicked on someone's Instagram live feed because I was just clicking. That <laughs> <laughs> was so trash. My bad. Yeah, and B's definitely... Mm-hmm. He's in the top three, top two, really. It's either, mm-hmm. Whether you have Jokic, LeBron, or Embiid as your uh, MVP pick, those you can't go wrong with either one, really. No. No. LeBron's definitely the narrative pick. I think Joel is the, the deserving pick, and... Jokic is the numbers uh, pick. It's the fun pick, you know? It's just, yeah, yeah, the numbers pick. So there's, I think there's a case for each one of them. And, you know, we're over a quarter of the way through the season. So. Yeah, just wait for Steph to get up there, guys. It's fine. It's still a really I, weird season. Um, you know, if you look at 
people's numbers, like what they're shooting right now between field goal, three-point, and free throw percentage, it's like insane. It's like numbers that aren't even close to what's normally at league average right now. No. And I, I believe, I don't know if this is still true, but about a week and a half ago, the road team was above 500 on the road. Like going into other people's arenas, so and that makes sense. I mean, I know the Lakers. It's just the Lakers. Um, at one point, all of their losses were at home. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't. They want. They were undefeated yeah. on the road, but they all their losses were at home. I'm not sure if that's still the case, but so I, I still have no idea what the fuck's gonna happen in this league, especially with the majority of the games gonna be played in the second half, right? Because the breaks coming up in about two or three weeks. Here. Yeah, they got a bunch of games to make up. Um. Yeah. No real home court advantage at all. No, it's unless you're in Atlanta. And yeah, and every team, every major team has holes. Every major team has holes. You give the edge to the Lakers, obviously being the champion. But even Anthony Davis playing at a level—that's another one we thought was going to jump. Who he's playing below his standard. You felt like Anthony Davis was going to kind of take that like almost D Wade leap, like after D Wade, like after D Wade won that Finals. He was fine with MVP, yeah. but like D Wade just then ascended, then the Olympics came, and then D Wade really just took off. Instead, but, it's LeBron who's improved. LeBron, LeBron came back even better than last year, and Anthony Davis is looking better. It sounds so currently. crazy, but I, I think it's true. Le, LeBron is he's locked in, and AD has kind of been coasting. Back on the the crazy stats thing, though, I'll give anybody a hundred bucks who can tell me who's currently leading the league in uh, three point percentage right now. Is it wasn't it, isn't it Seth Curry? It's a Seth. It's someone random. Not, not a bad guess, but he's sixth. I was gonna say he was at one point. Wait a second. And he, he's so he's at um, forty-eight point five percent or point four eight five. But uh, number CJ? number one is Gorgie Dang for the Memphis there we Grizzlies. Go. <laughs> probably took probably probably has taken like seven three pointers or you know what I mean and yeah. made four of them. So he's at he's at point five one four. Um, Joe Harris is in the top four. Um, Seth Curry is in the top ten. Bobby Portis, he's been shooting crazy. And those Paul are all George like, what, in there. 45% and up, would you so, say? Yeah, they're all 45%. Nick Batum is plus, is over 45%. Um, Any given night, it seems like. Nichols Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. <laughs> There's 12 Clippers over 45%. That's it's the same wild. with the free throws, I think. I, there's more people above 90% than usual. I look just to see. And it's usually like two or three players will be 90 and above. And I think now we're at like 12 or 15, which is crazy. It's, uh, it's at 9 right now. 9? With Terrence Ross at .898 at 10. T. Rose. Steph has a dope stat line of 22-1-1. I want to hear everybody's... Who's... Who does everyone think is the best in-game dunker in the league currently? Whew. In-game <laughs> dunker. Um, Kelly Uber goes for it more than anybody else, but he's not. He, I don't he think definitely he's, goes for the I wouldn't say he's the best, but he goes for it more than anyone else. Um, Miles Bridges. That's a solid pick. I, I've been watching what him and LaMelo are doing. It's what Zoe and... Zion should be doing, yeah. but like at any given point, they're just a highlight reel waiting to happen. So I would say right now in game, Miles Bridges. I have okay. to say I agree because he's had some some crazy slams, and I and I the other one 
Yeah, the, the one the other night from the mellow the, the windmill. Oh yeah. my god, that was disgusting. That, that, that was dope. That's been, that was like my favorite dunk of the season, I think, so far. Me, that that was, I think so it was against far, the Raptors. Yeah. Bridges had that two-hand punch on someone on the baseline. Yes. That's one of my favorite dunks of the season he, so far. He's just been go he's also someone who's just been going for it whenever, whenever he can. He's of that Blake Griffin ilk, it mm-hmm. seems like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um yeah. Me? Cam, you got one, or Andrew, either so. one. Who you? Who you guys got? I got, I got. If I'm going with someone different, I'm going with Zach Levine. Still, he's got some wild. I just like how strong he is. Can't he's can't wild. go wrong with Zach Levine. Zach Levine's yeah. never a bad pick when you're talking dunks. Yeah, ever. <laughs> I think I would go with. It should be Zion. It should be Zion. I thought by should now. Be. I thought by now he would already have like two or three like classic bodies. What the <laughs> fuck kind of dunk is that? Which he did have one at the beginning of the season. I think it was on Rashawn Holmes a couple weeks ago actually. Yeah. So that's probably been his best dunk of his career. Um, damn, I don't know. I would say maybe Aaron Gordon's probably my favorite game <laughs> dunker as far as he goes for the highlights if he's got room and he'll punch it on. Jesus, yeah. Steph's on I, fire. I feel like I'm, He's out right yeah. now. He's out. I think he's out four to six. Four weeks. to six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna trade for him. Actually, hold up. Let me think. Andrew, go ahead. You give another one because I feel like I'm missing somebody here. I got another one too. Steph had 17 in the second quarter or 16 in the second so far. But go on, Cam. I would say that my other one. He hasn't been wild this year yet, but he's destined to happen. And he ooped to himself is John Morant. Yeah. Uh, John yeah. Morant for sure. He's. He's unreal, and I think it's destined to happen that he's gonna he's gonna put something on us that's gonna be wild. Um, obviously, you can never leave Derek Jones Jr. out. Der- Jesus gonna... Christ! What happened? Jesus! He wasn't even set. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, no, you can never really go wrong with John Moran at all. He's a freak athlete. That was an insane shot. Goddamn. <laughs> That really was. That was John ja, Morant. Gives John Morant. <laughs> sound, like, sound like mom. Or <laughs> I'm sorry, I did sound like an old grandpa, like old parent. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What's good, Andrew? John ja Morant gives me the way he dunks and the way his speed and everything gives me Derrick Rose vibes. Yeah, he really does. Yeah, like, Ja plays a lot like Derrick Rose, and yeah. the way he lands, like you said, yeah, he lands with force. The way he lands and the way he dunks, like with two hands, sometimes, like. It just it has like very it's just explosive guard, Seven and- um, you know, slightly over six feet mm-hmm. Derrick Rose vibes, and and it sucked when he was out there for a minute because because Memphis had has had like quite a few nationally televised games, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, and then they, of course like they did like the Pelicans everybody because they they wanna they wanna market the young stars. So mm-hmm. That was rough when when he was out. I'm glad he's back, but definitely a good good call for an in game dunker. He's I think he's mm-hmm. uh, on the cusp of throwing down an all-timer. I'm changing my uh, answer. As Keenan brought up, Derrick Jones Jr., that's my answer. <laughs> he's waiting for one. Like, he just needs to get the opportunity, and he's going to go for it. On any sort of like rebound putback, you got to watch your head because he's insane. They would use plays from him in Miami that they'd use for LeBron as far as him like cutting down the lane for dunks and shit like that. Spolster would use him as a center, basically, because of his hops. Yeah, it, yeah, Derek Jones Jr. Um, Listen, Andrew, Canada, thank you for joining us. Thank you. This is the Warner Brothers Podcast. We've got to catch the second half of this game. Steph Curry's got 30 in the first half. Doncic's doing his thing, too. Uh, yeah, guys, we'll do this again sometime.
Hell yeah. All right. Importantly Shout enough, Steph Curry went 7-7 seven seven in the second <laughs> quarter. Later, Damn. Later, Leather J. Later, <laughs> I'm going to go clean up my ears. <laughs> 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 right, peace, y'all. Have, fun. Have a fun Super Bowl weekend. Be safe. Yep. Yes, sir.